Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with my co-host, Will Blackman. Will, you know, I'm glad you've been able to shirk some of your family responsibilities and record this podcast with me. I mean, between your burgeoning basketball career, between your culinary uh, uh, excursions in the kitchen uh, um, on Wednesday mornings, I'm glad you were able to carve out a little time for little old me as we approach the conference championship weekend. Um, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, you know. Well, all right. Well, I went one and three last week. You went two and two I overall. I did. Overall, though, I'm 140, 114 and eight. You're a tidy 115, 109 and eight. Well, six games over 500. I'm over 500. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike Tomlin right now. <laughs> 140 out 140 when 114's got me feeling like I can go to Vegas and do this for real life, which means like I'm due for major regression. The extra points pick a winner, Zach Duncan, he got seven right. The prop quiz winner, Ryan McLaughlin, got six right. And well, I don't know if you know this, but extra points did a fantasy league for the playoffs. You saw that you see that email chain? Yeah. Well, I don't read it. I didn't think you did, and I'm glad because I believe you take exactly zero credit when Team Lemon Pepper wins it all. This Team Lemon Pepper right now is sitting 20 points ahead, the closest competitor. We are you currently. Team, you said Team Lemon Pepper. Yeah, Team Lemon Pepper. We're in first oh, place. Oh, then I'm good. I'm good. Then we good. We good. That yeah, we good. Right. We good. Like, would you like to know who? Like, would you like to know who's on the team? Um. Sure. We got uh of the guys we still got playing. Joe Burrow is one of our is our quarterback. Christian McCaffrey. We got Travis Kelsey and the, the Eagles. AJ Brown. How the hell did you get these guys? So you draft one player per team. Oh, okay. So that's how it works. So you try to like for example. You could take Tyreek Hill at one of your wide receiver spots, which a lot of people did. Or you could be like, you know what? Miami's going to lose in the first round. I'm going to like put my receivers somewhere else like I did. I took oh, Christian so you, Kirk. So you look at the team. Ah, that makes sense. Right. So you know you what know I'm saying? What's tough? What's you that? know what's tough is like our, our, extra, our extra point uh, threads are just mayhem. And yes. so I get lost in them. That's the problem. I'm terrible with I'm terrible with um email threads. I do okay with um text threads or social media threads. I don't do well with email threads. So once once people start talking about stuff outside of the heading of the email, you lost me. Now, I also think it's a little like bit of it's a, usually Damashek too that ruins it all. Oh, it's, it's always Dave. It's always Dave <laughs> that ruins it all. 
yesterday, which you should have seen what he did was, or not yesterday, but the other day, he asked Jen Piacenti a question that he had already texted her. Like, just, so to, he, just to be that, he's that guy. That's so, he, so, oh, I must have forgot that I asked. So, what kind of a jerk are you? How many times are <laughs> you going to maybe answer the same question? I know. Why are you going to put her on blast like that? And she screenshotted their response, that's to easy. which see? he that's, didn't even respond to her response. So, that's, you know, that's that's the danger. Everything in classic Damashek format. And that's part of the reason why we couldn't record yesterday. He wouldn't shut up, or last week, rather. He wouldn't shut up as we were trying to. As we were trying to uh, get going, and you just messed with my know, money. He just had to, you know. Uh, uh, but you know, the banks at three rivers. Anyway, well, which game you want to start with from uh, the oh, uh, by the, the way, that happened. What's up? By the way, I just I leveled up in the uh, in I think the distinguished gentleman category. So I think you know, like I'm I'm pretty into cigars. Um, that's kind of like a cool thing I do. Like once you're into all of that, the wine, cigar, like you probably have a lot of cool jackets in your closet. I don't have actually cool jackets, but I think this, my next purchase is gonna, um, gonna require me to buy a jacket probably today. So the tobacco pipe, Oh, I stepped into the old man game. Yep. Super distinguished. I would say I think the pipe is a much tougher look than the cigar. Like, like tough. I see. Cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like in terms of cool. Like if Eli Apple have been smoking a pipe instead of a cigar, tobacco pipe. I have to be specific because <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm going off the deep end. What the? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, have you ever seen um, Vince Scully? Yes, he he uh, he uh, was commenting on Tory Hunter as Tory Hunter came up to bat. Tory Hunter was a tiger. Uh, he was they were playing the Dodgers, and he comes up to bat and he tells a story about Tory Hunter's dad, who was a drug addict. And he said Tory Hunter took uh, his dad's coat, his dad's jacket, to school one morning because it was cold. And Tory reached up to answer a question. And out of Tory's, and was, you know, Tory's dad had borrowed his jacket the night before, or whatever. And so he, Tory took the jacket back while his dad was asleep on the way to school. Tory rose his hand to answer a question in class, and Vin Scully said, "And uh, and uh, something fell out of his pocket. Uh, what do you call it? A cracked pipe in the middle of a second grade classroom. And it's just one of the most ridiculous and hilarious and." I mean, it worked out for Tory Hunter. He's doing well for himself. You know, he, I see. You know, he's on the he's on the pro uh, baseball Hall of Fame ballot right now. But uh, it's one of the most ridiculous things you'll ever hear in an in-game broadcast. So <laughs> you, get a check, you, should, you should look at that. You should check that out. But what game from the weekend do would you want to start with? Um, you know what? Let's let's start with the. The Cincinnati uh, Buffalo game. Now, obviously, we didn't get to speak last week, but uh, you know, a lot of the everyone's watching football now because it's the playoffs. So a lot of parents have been asking me, like, well, you know, who do you like? Who do you like this week? Who do you like? And I was like, you okay. know what? I said I really like the Bengals. Everyone was like, really? Because obviously, Buffalo was the Super Bowl favorite to start off the year. And I said I really like the Bengals because they have this this one like. Uh, characteristic that is very important right now. 
and I mean, they had it for the past two years, I would say, that they don't really give a F. Like, they, they, really, they really do not care. They do not care. And they're just going through their script. They're just calling their plays. And they're just beating people up. And I just felt like, like that, that was going to be the case. Uh, the hard thing with Buffalo is, yes, they're, they're a confident, uh, exciting team. But there is absolutely no running game. Um, to like, to have something to like punch someone in the mouth with, you know, and also them not having their healthy all pro safeties, um, was huge because they can help minimize a lot of the mistakes. They can get there early, you know, for, for whatever plays that need to be made. So those are like, and plus their safeties, those are, those are the badasses on their team, other, other two safeties. Um, so I just, for me, it was like, man, I, I didn't think, I didn't think Buffalo had a chance at all whatsoever. And it, and it's interesting. It makes things in Buffalo really interesting. Uh, because last year you're like, man, like this was after the way you thought they, everyone thought they were going to win the game. And obviously the Chiefs came through, you thought like, okay, like this is, this is time. Hence they were the favorite. But at the same time, I felt like last year, they were the team where, you know, they didn't really, they had that mindset, like, we're going to go in here and try and, and, you know, get it done this time. But obviously Mahomes uh, found a way. So, yeah, I just, I just thought overall, I don't really have too much to say in terms of like the details of this game, but I just thought overall, like Cincinnati was going to go in there and just lay a beat down on this team. And, and that's what they did. And again, it just, it continues to not just solidify, but verify and validate like, Joe Burrow is the real deal. Like, I mean, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is, you, you look at it like, what, what is it that he does well? And it's like, dude, it's, it's everything. It's, it's truly, he gets the best out of everyone, not just the players, but the coaches. Like, I'm sure with Zach Taylor, he looks at Joe Burrow and he's probably up all night. Like, how can I continue to give this guy the best? opportunity to see because i have a guy when you have a guy you want to give them your best i feel yeah, like is, is it something along the lines of like you know you get to the point where okay i he's pushing me to be like if i like if i don't right i have to match his level of intensity i have to match right. the level that he is bringing me to right and you and it helps especially as a defender and i said this so many times but it it is such a relief when you're like our, our job is, is simple. It's like, let's just, let's just, you know, whatever, keep these guys to this amount of points or, or just do our part because we have a guy on the other side. That's, he has that bailout ability. He has the clutch gene. He has, uh, where it's like, we're never out of the situation. So yeah, Joe, Joe, it's like, he's, he's so unbothered and, He's not worried about any pressure. He doesn't worry about what people think. He worries about nothing. You know, that's why, you know, when I think the first person to to say it, I said it too, but the first person to say it live in terms of the Brady comp was Chris Long. And he had the pleasure of of playing with Brady. And um it is because the thing that the thing that makes Tom Brady 
the greatest and and also what gives him his best outside of him winning obviously all those damn Super Bowls, but his best attribute is his mental endurance. That's that's so hard to establish. Speaking of my son's game, like his team right now is his 12-year-old team, they're they're learning how to play from behind. Like they don't, they haven't acquired that skill yet because that comes with experience. You know, when they're ahead, yes, they're stomping people. But once they are down a bit, they start, you know, getting foul trouble and stuff like that. Uh, So what Brady, he has that ability to just have the mental endurance to no matter what be in it. That's why for him to continue to like still wanting to win and still play, obviously there's other speculations now, but, before when he's he has done everything he has needed to do to like not worry about anything like he's there's nothing no one else can do sure Um, but for him to have to keep going he has that mental endurance and that's joe burrow's best asset is his mental endurance to just always be in it no matter what well like that's what helps you in moments that are like when you're like you said playing from behind or in like unprecedented scenarios or, you know, Hey, we got to go on the road again in the AFC championship game, or, you know, we got to rally after we have had this wild, crazy thing happen on Monday night football. We got to like, Hey, we got to come out here. We're one of the best teams in AFC. Right. Or like not getting caught up in a lot of the noise. Like, but you know, talking about the bills real quick. Yeah. I was thinking the bills remind me, you remember when the Houston Rockets Mm -hmm. and Daryl Morey, we're playing the whole, you know, analytics with James Harden, and James Harden was putting up crazy individual numbers, and uh, they trade for Chris Paul or whatever, and they all, but it's all in an effort to beat Golden State, right? Like they started, they built the team to beat Golden State, and it very much the same thing happened, I think, with the Bills here. They beat the team to beat Kansas City, and it's like, well, you should have just probably tried to build a good football team. Right. That's why I was I was big on like during the draft. I was like, move that pick and go get CMC. Like I really I really was like, go get CMC, like whatever it is that you got to do, like try to get CMC. And um, yeah, obviously that never happened. And San Fran went and got him. Now look at San Fran. <laughs> they're, they're going to the, uh, the conference championship game. So that's. It's interesting, man. It's uh, at the end of the day, and I said this to Acho, and he didn't give me love, and he used it on his show the other day. But I said, at the end of the day, physicality always beats finesse. At the end of the day, no matter what, you can. That's a good line. You can you can look great, you know, all these yards, all these passes. At at the end of the day, you still got to line up and like be ready to scrap and. Every single time, the most physical team, especially this time of year. During the regular season, yes, the finesse teams put up all these crazy points and all these things, but it's the physical teams that come out there and straight beat you up. Those are the ones that get it done. You know why that line is a great line? Because physicality and finesse, even though they both don't start with the same letter, they sound like they start with the same letter. They sound. They sound like they start with the same letter. So then when you say it, it's like, oh, it sticks in your brain. Oh, physicality always beats finesse. Alliteration. Wait, no, it's not. It's not. It's not quite alliteration. (laughs) I feel you. Whatever the word is. Phonotically, it is. I wonder. Actually, that might be automatopoeia. I don't know. I might also just be making that up. Automatopoeia is like, 
Um, Isn't that when sounds make the same name? No, I, I think know. it's like when you spell out a sound, right? Like when, when I <laughs> ah ah like wham. Yes. Like I got you. Like I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, apparently, I think Josh Allen. Look, apparently, Josh Allen after he had sprained his UCL midseason, he said he started to throw the ball differently. How do you feel about that? I mean, don't even. I mean, Josh is my boy and all, but don't even bring that up. I mean, thank you. All right, that's the. Thank you. I don't, I'm glad you're here. Don't even. Josh is my my dog. That's my boy. But don't like. Don't even bring that up, man. It's like. I don't want. It's like no. There's no need. There's no need. But to your point about physicality beating finesse, I thought I had this thought cross my mind with Mitchell Schwartz. We interviewed him many moons ago on the Extra Points podcast. But I asked him, because, you know, Kansas City was kind of the famous, like, oh, you know, we can just run bubble screens and call it a run game. And I was right. like, man, it's like, I just, just doesn't feel right to me. Like, it feels like, because it ultimately, at the end of the day, football is a game of field position. And the more times you're in better field position, the more plays you can run to get into good field position, the better you are. And if you can run four-yard runs over and over and over again, you can control both the clock and the field. Those are two of the things that you need to really possess to win, right? If you have if you have more yards and better field position and you have t- better time of possession and less turnovers, generally you're probably it's probably a winning formula. You need to be able to run the ball with like straightforward uh, for three, four yards of carry. And I think if you look at the AFC champion, the AFC the divisional games this weekend, you saw it play out both games. You saw Bengals offensive line down three starters. What did they do? They did quick game and ran the ball, right? Mm-hmm. No, so you saw that. And then you saw, okay, in Kansas City, we'll talk about the rest of that game in a minute, but Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain, Chad Henney comes in. Everybody talks about this 98-yard drive he had. He was like five for seven for 23 yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, they came out there, put the ball in the seventh-round pick, Isaiah Pacheco's stomach, and said, yo, buddy, go run some people over because we need to we need to possess the ball and, and keep our quarterback off the field right now so we can figure out uh, what's going on with this ankle, shoot this thing up, get him back out here. And then right. when he's out here, we're going to have to still – run the ball and protect him from himself. Right. And to your point, you know, the Chiefs won. Pacheco had 95 yards rushing, right? Yep. Eagles won. Gainwell had 112 yards rushing. Bengals won. Mixon had 105 yards rushing. Um, And then San Fran won. It was running back by committee. You know, they had, I think, almost a little over 110 total, uh, giving everyone the football. You know, being physical, especially Eliza Mitchell, I know he only had 51 yards, but his 51 yards were like clutch. Hard. They were clutch too, you know. And and, it, and for for them, I know we'll talk about that game later, but for for them to get Eliza Mitchell back is huge. I feel like right now with the, we can say three, but the two-headed monster in the backfield with CMC and Eliza Mitchell, I was really big on when San Fran drafted Eliza Mitchell because I was – some, so I'll do something random. Like I'll go and just I'll click on a random player during the pre-draft process. And I'm like, all right, let me let me see what he's about. You know, let me watch. And I clicked on Elijah Mitchell and I saw his highlights. I saw he ran the four three. 
And I was like, like whoever gets him, like he's legit. And then San Fran ended up drafting him. And I was like, damn, he's like the perfect running back uh, for that system. Because, you know, not only can he read, have the vision for the zone stretch, but he could, he could hit home run. He could hit the home run. And um, yeah, him and CMC, they're going to be huge in this next game against uh, the Eagles. But yeah, the, the Bills, man, they, 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 they got to figure that part out. You know, they, they got to get somebody or they got to develop it where it can happen. And I will say, too, not having Dabal was huge. Not that having be, not having Brian Dabal was huge because be a huge difference, uh, especially not even just cut you off. But thinking about that Warriors analogy, I mean, Rockets analogy. Right. Third and two, they're taking bomb like they're they're taking whole shots. And shot plays on third and two, like it's second and two. Like, I'm like, you know, second and two, you know, I, I think you're actually the one that might taught me that. You know, what do you, when you see second and two, it's a waste down. It's right. often, they're, you know, it's right. a waste down. Like, they're going to take a shot. They're going to do some ridiculous stuff because they know they can get a first down on third down. So, yo, you're doing this on third down. Like, it's just, it's just crazy to me. Right. Because um, it's more about, I'm sure Ken Dorsey's cool and he, he's done a, you know, a cool job this year. Um, but it, it's, it's more than just calling plays. It is truly about just have, just being in the mindset of your quarterback and talking to them the whole time and challenging them. I mean, we saw exactly what he did with Daniel Jones this year um, right. in, in New York, you know, holding him accountable, you know, really challenging him. And trying to put him in the best position, getting him to use his legs more efficiently. I mean, he was second um, behind Jalen Hurts for most rushing yards by QB this year. And he was able to challenge him. And I think Josh Allen not having him was a big deal because there were times this year when they weren't doing well where he looked completely defeated. Totally defeated. As if he was missing somebody or 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 something, you know? And so I think Sal made that point too yesterday saying that he didn't like his body language. And, uh, you know, that's why why Diggs was like, yo, what's up? Like, where we, I would have liked to see him, his Stefan Diggs would have like a shut up or something like, like Like, like, anything like a something, some site, like, but because if you get the, if, if you go back to the chiefs game last year and you look at Josh Allen on the sideline, he was rage the whole time. Absolute rage. And I'm like, oh man, like Josh Allen like leveled up. Like he found his, he found his groove. Like now he he's entered like Super Saiyan mode. Like he's ready to rock. And so right. that's why seeing that last image of of him just full revenge mode, that's why everybody went all in on the cheat. I mean the Bills. Everybody went all in on Josh Allen this year. Like clear favorite the whole year. Um, but most of the year. And to see him look super defeated was was super telling, you know. And I I feel like a lot of that had to do with not having Coach Dabal there in those crucial situations. Now, something else I feel like would have been super telling. Again, I never played the game like you did, but if I'm yeah, sitting but, there, if I'm thing. sitting there hold warming up, before, up, hold on, hold on, before oh, you go there, here's the thing. I here's like there are only there are certain things like okay, I played a game and like you didn't type of thing that worked. Okay, like actually being in the fire, getting hit, all that stuff, cool. 
um, like understanding like the high competitive stuff. Cool. But there are certain things like from a spectator, like you can, you can see like, like it's not, sure. it's not as crazy as it is. I know a lot of guys, especially on social media or on the news that use it a lot. Like, Hey, you know, how can you tell me I played and you did? And it's like, all right, well, you know, I'd be like, well, were you good? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Th- I will say this. I don't take I played from anybody unless you got a check to play. Like exactly. You to, if you got a you check to, to play, you yeah. have to receive. You have to file a tax return with professional football player as you know your primary source of income. To for for me to take uh, I played as a all right all right you played because you know what if you if you played then I played too pal because you know I I played pickup outside you know what I'm saying like I played basketball and all that but I was saying this though and to your point as a spectator I saw it and thought this is odd but as a player on the field warming up I wanted to know what would be your thought if the owner of the team came down and talked to a player who was struggling as he was warming up and continuing to struggle as Jerry Jones came down and gave Brett Maher a pep talk. Like, well, how does that conversation go? Well, you know what though? It's different there because it's Jerry. Jerry Jones. Yeah. Cause it's Jerry Jones and he's super instrumental. He has his hands all over the place. He's, you never, I never really see an interview from Mike McCarthy unless it's in the press conference or if it's at halftime or immediately post game. That's facts. But you always hear Jerry Jones, and for him to come down there, he feels like he he needs to do these things. You know, that's why. Um, that's why you know I, I hear I keep hearing like little talks about Sean Payton possibly being there. And that's that's a possible. That's like a real thing. Um, but he would have to give up some control. And I don't know if Jerry would do that. Even I remember watching the all or nothing on Amazon uh, with the Cowboys and in the meetings, like Jason Garrett didn't say much. It was all Jerry Jones. So that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so, you know, be so crazy about that. You know, now if it was like a, another team where the, where the, uh, the GM came down. Cause I'm sure too, it was a good pep talk. It wasn't like a threat. I'm sure he was like, Hey man, you're good. No matter what, trying to relax him. By the way, he got, when he got the first kick blocked, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Thank hey, God. Actually, you know what? Thank God it got I was, blocked. I was happy for him that it did get blocked because that thing was headed towards thing, the orbit. I'm telling you that thing was going to the Pacific ocean, bro. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was going to the old stadium. Let's go. That thing was going to candlestick. Yeah, no, nah, that that hit that, that that field goal attempt spun like a boomerang. But other, I mean, this game, honestly, if I'm if I'm Jerry Jones, and I don't understand how I come back and watch this tape and think, A, that my offensive staff is good enough to, to get over this hump. And B that I'm doing a good enough job picking players. Like, Michael Gallup. All right, you know what? I'm Leave Michael Gallup alone. That Like, that interception, I've seen it debated on Twitter. The QB school says, what a lazy route. Des Bryant's on Twitter defending Michael Gallup, saying it was a bad throw. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's not the – that's here besides the point. I want to talk about – the play that everybody's saying that, oh, you know, it was C.D. Lamb down the, he was down the seam, 
And he had T.Y. kind of like on the other, I think it was like on the other hash, but like, you know, about hash, uh, about hash distance away from CD. Kind of, he was running wide open, right? And Dak forced it to CD Lamb, who uh, Fred Warner broke up the pass. And all right, you know, yeah, T.Y. Hilton was wide open. But y'all keep telling me that, that Dak is Derek Carr. Or, or or Kirk Cousins, and I'm just like, when has Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson been covered up the seam by any? God bless Fred Warner; he's an All Pro. He's a great linebacker, but still, you can't beat Fred Warner from from especially when he's lined up in the other A gap. Like I think the whole CD Lamb as number eighty eight wide receiver one. Is is much kind of overblown. Like I thought, I'm not, I thought, I thought CD stepped up big that game. I'm I not saying that, that he did. I'm not saying he played poorly, but the idea that CD Lamb is like Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson, I think that there's a, I think there's a drop off between that. I think, um, I think like CD Lamb ain't no Jamar Chase. No, well, here's a, I think CD needs to get stronger. I think that's the only thing. I, I love I love his skill set. I think he is extremely athletic. I think he runs cool routes. I just think he needs more of the strength. And, and Jamar, and what makes Jamar Chase and like Devontae Adams is that they are extremely physical. They are really, really strong. They're hard to press. They're hard to um, you know, wall off when you're in coverage. They're hard to tackle. They're hard to bring down. They're hard they to never get tackled. They're hard to fight for with 50-50 balls. And and that's what makes them really cool. And that's actually, that's probably the most underrated um, trait for Justin Jefferson. He looks skinny, but he's strong as well. You know, he's strong and, and tough. And that's what's, that's the only thing I feel like that CD just needs to do this offseason is just get stronger as a receiver so that he can, you know, he can not, he can bump off, uh, you know, linebackers or receive, he can make the super tough catches and, and, you know, so, I mean, I hear you. I hear what people are saying, like in terms of that narrative, but. But it's just, everybody's over here killing Dak. And I just am looking he's around. A cowboy. It's because he's a cowboy. But I'm, I'm just looking around at Michael Gallup making $13 million a year and being a no-show. I'm looking at like, and you know, Zeke's contract, take it for what it is. Like, I don't really hate, I get it. He runs in quicksand now. He's super slow, but at the, there was a time where he was the, the bell cow. So I don't have the super big problem with it. Uh, they'll figure that contract out. He'll be in Dallas and he won't be at the same number, but like Dalton Schultz, they pay Dalton Schultz. Like he's Darren Waller. Like, I just don't, it's like, that's to me is where I think you lose a lot of bread. Like, when you pay great players and play good players like they're great. And also, what is Kellen Moore getting head coaching jobs for or getting head coaching interviews? You tell for? me. Like, what is he doing? Like, because once I mean, he does call, he does have an efi- efficient offenses. Like, they, they, are, they are doing well number wise since he's been. All right. But, but just let's just flip it around. All right. Kyle Shanahan. Had dealt with how many running backs going down before trading for Christian McCaffrey? I mean, he's dealt with so many. Christian McCaffrey going down for a moment in this game with a calf injury, only coming in on third downs in the second half. I mean, three quarterbacks getting hurt. 
Do we think that Kellen Moore would be able, like, could withstand that? Like, how many games does Kellen Moore win with the third string quarterback? Who was the third string quarterback in Dallas? Ben DiNucci. I don't know if that's still true, but I don't think he's still there. But just that's the point. That's the point, though. Like, he's won what? Will Greer. Will Will Greer from uh, West Virginia, that dude? Yeah. He hasn't. He just haven't. He won four games with Cooper Rush, didn't he? I mean, yeah, but as soon as I put it like as soon as Tony Pollard gets the, goes down, which I mean, broken leg, but it, that was a only- crazy thing. That was a crazy thing when when uh gosh, who interviewed? Who was who interviewed? Who was the lady that interviewed at the halftime of that game? Anyhow, she interviewed McCarthy about Tony Pollard going down, and she said, "What's going to change?" He said, "Nothing," and I was like. A lot's kind gonna of, like a your, lot your, should change. Your game plan should change a lot. You know, you should be going back to like 2000, you know, 20 or whatever it is, 20, you know, a couple of years ago prior. You know, now you should really get into the big boy personnel and slow this game down. I don't know what we're doing, trying to open it up. And, you know, when you don't have your home run hitter right now. And right. so, the fact he said that's not nothing's going to change. Now maybe it could have been a bluff, like nothing's going to change. You know, we're just going to play. It's like no, a lot is going to change. I just wondered who are you bluffing for? Because like some of the opposing coach is watching the, the the broadcast. You said what? Like who? Like who would you be bluffing for? It's on like, a booth. But the opposing coach is not like the head coach. Also, like so the defensive coordinators. And offensive coordinators or whoever the coaches are sitting up in the in the press box area are are listening to the game broadcast. I'm sure you got everybody involved in some way whatsoever. Something, nothing, nothing. It's like it's like the FBI, CIA. Everything is heard. You say like, that. You said that, and then I hear Mike McDaniel saying he didn't hear it was whether it was first or fourth down. That's because he was hitting that bait. That's funny. That's funny. Man. Uh, So let's go to the Jaguars and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain, comes out and does one of those, like, it depends. If the Chiefs go on and continue on and win, That'll be one of those Willis Reed type moments. One of those Willis Reed. One of those. Look, he went down. The same injury Tony Pollard broke his leg on later on that day. Patrick Mahomes came out and engineered a game sustaining second half in which they beat the Jaguars. But I, you know, fifth in their eighth in their I'm sorry in their fifth straight AFC Championship game. Uh, but the Jaguars covered the back door. I was not super impressed with Kansas City in this game. Yeah, I feel you. I, I, th- I, you know, I thought it was going to be a tough game in general. This goes back to my um, physicality finesse, you know, quote. And I and brand I, that. Take that yeah. back. From, don't let don't let Acho take that. Just. Yeah, I know he didn't give me no love. Um, Just because he's going to do it. physicality always beats finesse. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> that this game was this game was a situation where that could have happened um, because you have a coach that gets it in Jacksonville, Doug Peterson. You got a QB who who knows how to win, and I thought that was the case. But I will say this: 
I was highly disappointed in Jacksonville's red zone defense. Yep. Um, because it's like play the percentages. You know, in the red zone, who's getting the football. I don't care if Travis Kelsey's running made up routes, if he's doing stuff <laughs> in the dirt, if he's make whatever it is, you know who's getting the football. You know, like make if if someone else makes the play, then live with it. It is what it is. It reminds me of when we played New England in, in the Super Bowl, uh, 2011, when you hear the the sound bite from Belichick. Do not let Victor Cruz get the ball or Knicks. Let him go to Manningham, right? Make them go to Manningham. And sure enough, Eli went to Mario Manningham, and Mario made the play. You You live with it. You know, you cap. That's it. It's like they can only beat us because like these guys are too good. Like the other team is too good. All right, you can only beat them. You can only stop them from doing one thing. Yeah, like right. if 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 you're the Chiefs, I mean, if you're playing the Chiefs and Juju Smith-Schuster has ten catches for 150 yards or two touchdowns, hey man, hey man, shout out he, to you, Juju. Yeah, Let's make a TikTok. But we're not gonna let Travis Kelsey get loose. Like his his first touchdown, you know, he delayed block, turned around. And clearly, everybody overran Travis Kelsey. Not one person had vision on him. Caught the ball, easy touchdown. The other touchdown, he was, I think he was Y off, like um, a little bit of split outside. Jaguars were in man coverage and they were doubling Kelsey. So I saw the safety was screaming to the corner to come match. Um, I think it was Tony. And then Tony went in motion, corner traveled. And now you have a linebacker. Oh, there was another corner that was pressed up outside. And you had a linebacker and a safety not communicating who has Travis Kelsey. The ball snaps. Both of them go right at Travis Kelsey. And then MVS ends up picking both the linebacker and the safety. And Travis Kelsey just walks right in for a touchdown. Like, again... Communication, you know who's getting the ball. Be on different levels. Don't both of you guys are inside. Somebody step up, somebody back up, like figure it out. And so those little, I mean, they lost 27 to 20 because of because they're not, they weren't paying attention to the key player. So the thing is the thing I do like what Kansas City is I, I love their variety of plays. Like they they find a way, like every it's almost it reminds me kind of how. The Niners, where everyone's on. I deck. knew you were going to say that. Yeah, everyone. Every, everyone is an op. Everyone is a weapon. Yeah, everyone's on deck. So just be ready. Be ready. And I just feel like with, with Mahomes, man, he just with him. I feel like with Mahomes and with Andy Reid, it truly can be, with with the exception of Travis Kelsey, it can be a revolving door of talent of just athletes coming in there. Like, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, a Tyreek Hill every time. You don't have to have, like, the explosive players. Because with the, with the scheme, with the quarterback, they can get it done. And, and, they, and they've shown that. I think the key for Kansas City is you got to have a guy like Kelsey. He plays that role. But a guy who can win in short to intermediate routes consistently in that right. West coast sprint right out sprint left option. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? To roll the pocket out so much. It's like they like to do that. Those five yards, 10 yards, safe throws. You got to be able to have that guy. And Travis Kelsey is that guy to the tune of an NFL playoff reception record for tight ends, beating himself and uh, Shannon Sharp and Kellen Winslow for that record in the divisional round against the Jaguars. That is the thing. I I mean, Jags, I mean, I don't want to. Go ahead. I, was, I don't want to belabor the point because, you know, obviously between them and the Giants, you know, it's a tie between biggest turnaround of the offseason. And the Giants got smoked. We don't have too much to say about them outside yeah. of the fact but, that uh, or, they got killed. But the thing about the Jags, I was about to say, Mahomes goes out with the ankle, with the ankle injury. They don't they play in the exact same way. It felt like once he comes back in, I don't understand. You got to try to take advantage of the fact that this guy is hobbled. You got to take advantage of the fact that Chad Henney is in there. Uh, you got to heat him up. You can't right. just sit back and play these soft zones. Chad Henney is 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 a NFL quarterback at the end of the day. If he can't carve up soft zones, he wouldn't have a job. Right. Yeah, and right, he had that 98-yard drive. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did that. And it goes back to what's we, actually what's funny is that you see the Juju quote. What? What did he say? Where he, where he was just like, I think he was asked about the efficiency of the offense. And he was like, dude, like it's our system is so good. Like anybody could play quarterback in our system and do well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I said, hold on now. You know, um, pretty wild. Um, So, but I I will say this about Jacksonville. This is, I'm going to say this, the same thing I said about Kansas. I mean, about the Bengals last year. Uh, even though the Bengals did make the Super Bowl, I said this is going to be an extremely, extremely important offseason for the Bengals. This is going to be an extremely, not just important, but an exciting, but an exciting uh, offseason for the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Because they are, they are extremely competitive already. They already bought into the culture. They already have each other's back. Even, even when the, Jaguars were down, uh, what was it, 27 nothing to the Chargers? That was a huge moment. Yeah, when he was talking to uh, Trevor Lawrence on the sideline, like, we got your back, bro. Like, we got you. We got you. And just, it goes, like I said, the the ability to play from behind and and know that you're always in it. Even I was, we watched the, um, when the Lakers came back against the, uh, who they come back against the other day? The you know, Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, yeah, the twenty-five point. Uh, but they, it's a game of run, in basketball. It's a game of runs. Like that's you have to understand that and, and and play it. And and I knew Jacksonville was like, okay, we this happened way too quick for us against the Chargers. Like we'll figure it out. But it's such an important, you know, they get Calvin Ridley, you know, next year. Um, obviously, it's going to be an important draft to keep loading up. Probably, you know, just keep building the offensive line, getting the pass rusher. Um, obviously, they can make some decisions on, on the defensive line. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting because now they know what it's like. Like man, we we were so close. Giants is gonna be interesting because yeah. because I thought I thought they were in remodeling rebuilding right now. Like hey, let's play this year. Let's see who we got. Let's see what we're gonna do. We played way above anyone thought we would, and it's kind of like now our off season is gonna be super interesting. 
See, I thought this was kind of like the best case scenario for the Giants. And I I, I drank the Kool-Aid too much. I thought they had a shot to win this thing. It had more to do with the Eagles being hurt than the Giants being, you know, world beaters. But I think that what you see here is that even with the Eagles having injuries and, you know, Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, they you could have pulled him in the second quarter instead of the fourth quarter. That right. game would have been fine regardless. But – think what you see here with the Giants is absolutely we have to improve this roster a hundred percent. That's what I'm but, saying. But look but where we look to where we got with this roster, right? Like Jacksonville scenario, for example, at the at the start of last season, right? Or the start of this season, you had we had oh my God, we had Urban Meyer here. What is the disaster? Like we have to fix this disaster. Doug Peterson at the end of the year said the team had to heal, had to go through healing, right? Right. Now, if you're the Giants scenario, like the but the Jaguars in terms of their offseason, like what do they they didn't really do too much crazy stuff. Like they had a lot of those pieces were already there. You know what I'm saying? And then this next offseason, it's like, okay, how do we improve upon what we got? With the Giants now, it's like, all right, now we have the foundation. We have the floor. Now, how do we improve upon what we already got? Right. Think, you know, you figure out a deal with Saquon. You sign him to a deal. I know that people hate run, signing running backs to deals, but like you pay Saquon, you franchise Daniel Jones, and uh, and then you build around those two, and you see what you can do. I think that's a solid plan. And then if Daniel Jones don't work out, you you be, there, as you can see, there's quarterbacks out here. There's quarterbacks on the market, and uh, hell, who knows? Maybe you go right. get Josh Allen from Buffalo or something like that. <laughs> That would be absolutely insane. Heavy wild. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 exciting uh for Jacksonville. Yeah, um, but you I want you want to get into is that is all you want to talk about with the Giants and, and the Eagles? Um, I'll go back to the Eagles and say that they're just again, no weaknesses. <laughs> Maybe backup quarterback. Maybe that's right. the only thing, right? Maybe that's the only thing. But just just so much depth in the positions and in the prime positions, obviously the offensive line and defensive line. Um and just having a veteran aggressive, exciting secondary. Um I say veteran, but it's still like one of the youngest teams in the NFL, which is another crazy thing. Uh well the, the secondary, Bradbury and Slay, those two guys are are they have some years. Yeah, they're the OGs. They're the OGs yeah. for sure. But yeah, it's just, it's 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 exciting, man. So did you see somebody stole uh C.J. Gardner-Johnson's car. I did not see that. Yep. After the Eagles game, he's posted on Instagram, somebody stole his car. And also... Like, out the lot? That was was a little bit confusing. I'm like, why didn't you park in the lot, C.J.? Like, why did you not park in the lot? But yeah, he said somebody stole his car, and he said he he would have understood it after a loss. But after a win? Yeah, look it up, (laughs) His car stolen. Yeah, that's wild. So what do you make of uh, Nick Sirianni saying Jalen Hurts is like having Michael Jordan out there after Jalen Hurts won one career playoff game? Um, I think to the point where you can sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> okay. I think that's where he's feeling like that. I mean, who's what's the name? Dabo said it about uh, Deshaun Watson, didn't he? He said the same he thing. He did. Yeah. But it's truly when you don't, when you feel like you don't have to like do much. Well, at least 
when Dabo said it about Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson had won him several championships in Clemson. It was when Deshaun was coming out of college. By the way, I'm just going back for a little bit. Isn't it, I think um, isn't this the second time a Philly player during the playoffs got burglarized or robbed? Yeah, the, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Someone brought him to his home when they lost to the Saints. Damn. Well, he's like, again, like CJ said, he said he would have understood it more after a loss. Yeah, right. He was like a win. Like, come on. Now. After a win. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah, I, I, I think just because he gets to sit back and just watch the, 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 the leadership, the, the mindset, you know, I'm sure all these coaches spend time, you know, looking for any sort of like motivation, inspiration, hope, what have you. And I'm sure every single coach watched Last Dance like 800 million times. And you watch that and you see Jordan's mindset and, and his his uh, competitiveness and his desire. And perhaps he gets to see that behind the scenes. Perhaps just every day walking in the building, he's like, damn, like I, I got a guy who who thinks like that, who fights like that, who battles like that, who's who's in the zone, who carries himself in a certain way. So perhaps that's what he sees. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps that's what he sees. You know, eventually you come across a player like that where you're like, look, when all hell breaks loose, I got this dude. <laughs> when all else fails, I got this dude. And I guess so. that's probably yeah. how he feels. Like I, I can't, I can only count. Who would I, who would I play with? That was like that. Like, Hey, look, we go on a battle with this dude, Charles Woodson. I was, we knew. And he was a corner. <laughs> We knew, <laughs> we knew eventually this dude was going to flip the game some way, somehow. And even just people were intimidated talking to him sometimes. Like he carried himself a, a certain way. Just he was, he was in Charles's world at all times. And he commanded so much respect. And he was such a good dude. He's such a good dude. Yeah, that's why he be wearing ascots on TV now. You feel like he's still he's been, commanding the same he's respect. Been wearing, he's been wearing ascots, man. He's the one that got me in this. He actually, Charles was, I can't stand him, by the way, because him and Al Harris were buying suits and their tailor would come and get to make these custom suits. And because I was a DB, I was like, no, I'm going to give me a custom suit too. And all of a sudden I went and got some custom suits. I looked in my closet. I was like, I bought too many damn custom suits. Like that was a waste of damn money. I should have went to Express and got me one off the rack and been chilling. Can't relate. <laughs> can't relate one bit you can't well, never, uh, you're right because the, your shoes your shoes are donated you said right you said they were all, they were all gifts I mean donate is a strong term <laughs> they were gifts yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's better donate's a little aggressive donate means you need help <laughs> right I don't, I don't think somebody was donating over a hundred pairs of tennis shoes that's a bit much but well let's take a quick break we'll get into this weekend's games have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Omaha Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, 
you'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Will. Which, uh, which one do you want to start? NFC or AFC? Where do you want to uh, start with? I'm an NFC guy. Let's go NFC. The NFC guy, he says. All right. 49ers. Two like and a three, half point like dog. Three my, I got three uh, three division win championships behind me, man. I got to go at NFC. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel you. Now. We're in the conference championship now, though, baby. I got one of them. <laughs> who's going to have one more come Monday morning between uh, the 49ers and the Eagles? The 49ers right now, two and a half point dogs, total 46. You know what's tough is <clears throat> what's tough in, I think, just in sports in general is like we get excited about. Um, like certain, we get excited about like people who deal with adversity, people who teams that are teams are people that deal with adversity, that, that battle that, you know, so much going on, the adjustments, all these things that they have to do to put themselves in a position to be a champion. But we always, we always take for granted consistency. We take that for granted. And Philadelphia Eagles have been the most consistent team the entire year. 
they have been the best team the entire year. Um, and the only time they showed anything was sure when Washington jumped out on them, you know, um, when, um, when Jalen Hurts got injured. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, they have always been the best team. And I think it's time to like respect them and believe that this weekend they're going to continue to be the best team. And so I like Philly. I like Philly getting this done. Yeah, part of me thinks I'm sticking with my picks from earlier this season and I'm not being objective. I kind of like, like, I'm really sitting here saying that Brock Purdy is going to go in here and beat this Philly defense. I did think that Dan Quinn and the Dallas defense matched up and did exactly what, like, Brock Purdy was not good at or forced him into, like, or I should say, they did a great job with, uh, the, I should say, the, the Cowboys did a great job of stopping the things that Brock Purdy has shown that he's been good at um, in his uh, in his short period of time, like all those bootlegs and those type of like nakeds, like Michael Parsons was in his face. You know, uh, uh, the other uh, Gregory was in his face. Not Greg Lawrence was in his face like a lot in that game, especially anytime he tried to roll out. It seemed I don't know if the Eagles are going to be able to do that in the same way. Um, and the Eagles playing zone defense, I think it's going to be interesting to see how how he'll be able to, if Brock Purdy will be able to kind of like, or if Shanahan will be able to like scheme it up to get Brock Purdy the kind of easy throws that he's been making. Uh, and then also it's going to take, like if George Kittle doesn't make that play off his face mask, the 49ers might not win this game. Like it's going to take the, be- the, the best players on the 49ers offense to continue to carry a guy like Brock Purdy. And, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm just sticking with my preseason pick of the 49ers, but I'm here now, Will. I rode right. through Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and, what, seven games of Brock Purdy. And you know what? I'm not getting off the train yet. I'm right here still. I'm taking the 49ers. I'm taking the points. I like that. So what's your score? I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than uh I don't think so. You don't think so? I think it's I think it'll go over the total. I'm going to go 49ers 24. Oh, I thought you said 49. I was like, "Oh, you going for like custom." No. One team just got numbers in their name. I said I go 49ers 24, Eagles 21. See, I like Eagles 24-13. Wait, that's not even over the total. That's just it's under the total. Yeah, 20, but that's what I'm saying. 24 to 21, 49ers win outright. Brock Purdy goes to the Super Bowl as a rookie. Dave Damashek is disgusted because he's been clamoring and shouting about non-rookie quarterback won a Super Bowl in 55 years of evidence. That's my Dave impression. <laughs> is it? It's my Dave impression. Okay. Talk to um, me. The Bengals and the Chiefs. This one wide open, right? Chiefs started out three point favorites. Now it's swung all the way to the Bengals, minus one and a half, minus two some places, minus one and a half here. Total 47. I don't know, man. Something about the way that it took a playoff record in receptions for a tight end 
and Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars by seven. And I understand it was a backdoor cover, but still, it's giving me concern about this Chiefs offense. But what's also giving me concern is the idea that the Bengals, the Bengals are not supposed to be favorites in this game. No, Bengals about, are supposed to be. Mahomes ankle is a concern. That's one of the concerns. I'm getting to that point too. But you were just talking about Stay from a seat. from a strictly betting standpoint. The Bengals are not supposed to be favorites in this game. They're supposed to be underdogs, but I like they're supposed to be underdogs, and I'm supposed to feel like, oh, this market, this line is broken. Don't people understand the Bengals are just as good as the Chiefs, if not better? However. Because of Mahomes' ankle, like I like I was gonna say before you stepped all over me, I don't like Mahomes' ankle. You know, the, the line movement, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't quantify what's really happening because of his ankle. I saw the report came out. Andy Reid said he was gonna practice today. He went through walkthroughs, apparently was able to walk through them. So there you go. Oh, he walked, he's gonna walk in a walkthrough. Cool. I mean, that is a big step to running in the game. Look, you're like. just full of it. Big step. You're just you're just all over <laughs> it. <I feel> you. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be a, another barn burner. I think this is going to be a situation where maybe Chad Henney finishes the game and he goes toe to toe with Joe. Stop and the, it. And the double overtime thriller. And Chad Hayes is going to get so much love and respect. But since he gets it done, 34, 28, double OT, since he is headed to the title game. As much as. What? What would you say your score is going to be? 34, 28. 34, 28. So Bengals win on a two point conversion or a touchdown. <laughs> well, if it's well, you're saying if it's going to be double overtime, okay. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure it out. That's all. I don't hate the Bengals winning. I do think it's going to be a close game. That's right because they changed it this year, didn't they? Last year, yeah, yeah. So you got to then let me just go overtime. <laughs> just yeah. regular overtime. Regular overtime. Barn burner. As much as I would love a Super Bowl twenty three rematch between the Niners and the Bengals, like that would be cool. Bengals revenge. I think Eagles and Cincy would be a great game. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of where we're headed. I'm still picking the Niners, though. I'm, I'm too far invested. I'm too locked in. I've been here all season. Like if Mahomes is healthy, I like I like the Chiefs, but I just too many. There's too many savages on that Bengals team. You know, there really are. Like, and I mean, I don't. The first time I ever met or met the first time I came across Cam Taylor Britt was him making this crazy interception on it was playing for when he was playing for Oklahoma. He had this ridiculous interception and people on Twitter were making the point that it would have been better if he had dropped it because it was a fourth down attempt. And like, Oh, that up. was the one hander, right? <laughs> the one hander. And I was, I was like, one of the great, I was one of the greatest interceptions I've ever seen. Yo, if you're watching this and you're saying he should have dropped it, like you're what's wrong with society. Like you're exactly. what's wrong with America. Exactly. Um, and ever since then, I've been like, yo, this guy can play. So, like, I was not concerned necessarily when I saw him come out there and it's like, you know, he can't play. Eli Apple, you know, he's smoking cigars in the locker room. So hopefully he doesn't get smoked on the outside by Kadarius Tony or uh, 
or Juju Smith-Schuster. I do, I'm picking the Bengals to win this one outright, though. I mean, obviously, when they're right, they're favored by one and a half. So I am taking the Bengals to win and cover this. Well, let's take another quick break and come back with our lemon pepper parlays. Well, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do an interesting. I'm gonna do something different this time. I'm taking Brock Purdy to throw an interception against the Eagles. I'm hoping, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but I think that this is finally going to be where Cinderella's glass slipper falls off. But Brock Purdy to throw an interception against the Eagles and Joe Burrow to throw over two touchdown passes or over one and a half touchdown passes, rather. That's going to be my lemon pepper parlay. Doing a little lemon pepper player prop parlay. Look at you with the player prop. I'll just be boring and go money line. (laughs) <laughs> my Super Bowl matchup so the Eagles on the money line yep, and the sorry. Bengals on the money line Eagles Bengals yep Eagles win 24-13 since he wins 24 I mean 34-28 those are my scores watch it happen alright and I'm taking like I said that's my player props but my final scores I'm taking the 49ers 24 Eagles 21 so that game just goes under. For my final score in the Bengals-Chiefs games, I'll go Bengals 30. I like that 30 number. Um, and I see the Chiefs score 24 with the ball down six, trying to drive to score to win a touchdown. I trying to score the touchdown to win the game at the end, and they won't be able to do it. 34, I mean, sorry, 30 to 24 Bengals. Which that puts that game 30 to 24. I'm so bad at math. That puts it over. <laughs> <laughs> so bad at math. You're man. bad I'm at math. I don't, even, math. I don't even know football rules anymore. What? I'm, between I'm, what's a catch and what's a touchdown? Because I'm, I'm still in I'm still in 2006. Why? I just don't know the rules anymore. Oh, between, oh, between uh, overtime and double overtime. Yeah, I don't know anything. Well, I'll tell you this, bro. It's not, it's nothing more shocking to me than when you see uh, professional athletes who like like uh there are several players. You know, every time there's an NFL overtime, they're like, wait, we don't get a chance to, to score. And it's nah, like, bro. nah, bro. Nah. This is this is the game's over. This isn't college. What's your uh, what's your final thoughts, Will, going into conference championship weekend? My final thoughts are these four teams all year long have been the best four teams in football. And we have exactly who we need, who we're supposed to have in these conference championship games. And so it's going to be an exciting weekend of really good football. If somebody gets blown out, I'll be highly disappointed. (laughs) I don't see that coming. I don't see any blowouts coming. I would say though. Yeah. These are all, these are all the teams that are real. These there's no frauds this weekend. None. I just say this America. As you hear this, the betting favorite all season is nowhere to be found. Handicap it on your own. Don't let all these everybody else tell you who's going to win and who's going to lose. Handicap it on your own. If you take other right. people's opinions, do your own that's homework. one thing. But do your own homework because a whole everybody would have told you the Buffalo would have been here right now. People would have been shocked to see Buffalo not here. And like Will just said, and I agree, the best four teams that we've had all season are playing right now. So with that, let's enjoy the best weekend in football.
coming up next. That's the Lemon Pepper Parlay. Let's make some money, Will Blackman. It'll be let's, fun. Let's do it, my guy. Appreciate you. 